Now, in preparation for summer, when gun violence in Chicago tends to peak, many of us are wondering, what can we do to keep our communities safe? Yesterday, residents in Albany Park met with their neighbors, their city council members, and local police officers for a safety walk around the neighborhood. Joining us now to tell us more about that is Alderman Carlos Ramirez Rosa, who represents the 35th Ward on Chicago's northwest side. Hi, Alderman. Welcome back to Reset. Hey, how are you? Doing well. I appreciate your time here. The safety walk, it sounds like a simple idea, right? You walk around with your neighbors around Albany Park, but tell us how it went. Um, Our community safety walk went well. Um, We had about a dozen neighbors come together, uh, as well as uh, 33rd Ward Alderwoman Rosanna Rodriguez, uh, representatives from the 17th Police District CAPS office, um, and representatives from the Civilian Office for Police Accountability, uh, as well as our ward superintendent. It's really a great way to uh, folks to get to know each other um, and then to talk about uh, public safety concerns um, or other local matters uh, that are that is impacting their neighborhood, whether that be bent signs, whether that be uh, lights that are out, mm-hmm. uh, potholes, um, and then also to get information from the police on recent incidents that have occurred. Um, and if they have any information and feel so inclined, uh, it's also an opportunity for them to speak directly uh, with police officers about situations happening in the neighborhood. Um, it is our fifth event that we've had thus far this spring. Uh, most of the other events that we've had have been in Hermosa uh, with the 25th Police District and their neighborhood policing initiative. We've been talking about safety quite a bit uh, for obvious reasons here on this program Uh, Alderman, and it comes up a lot about getting to know your neighbors, right? Can you speak to that, the role that getting to know your neighbors has in in public safety? Absolutely. You know, the safest community is a community where people know each other, where people are looking out for each other, where people are taking care of each other. Um, If you know your neighbor, um, you know, you're that much more likely to intervene or to notice something suspicious going on in their household. Um, it's also just really important that um, we're all communicating, that we're all working together. Um, you know, there yeah. used to be a time when the city had um, precinct captains um, and city workers would go out and knock doors and get to know their neighbors. That's been done away with. Um, and local government really needs local residents to be our eyes and ears. Uh, we don't have, you know, three, four precinct captains in every single precinct uh, in the 35th Ward. We need local residents to pick up the phone, to call and say, hey, I'm noticing this is going on in my neighborhood. I'm noticing that perhaps, you know, this person is in trouble or may need some help. Um, without those points of contact, um, local government's going to be a lot less effective. Yeah. Um, and that goes for every city department, um, not just the police um, the Department of Buildings, Department of Streets and Sanitation. So um, I, I think that creating these opportunities for people to come together and to talk to each other, mm-hmm. um, really, I particularly, um, you know, as as we have just gone through two years of, of social isolation, uh, is, is really critical to, to building the bonds uh, that make our community stronger and safer. As you mentioned, you were joined out there by some uh, of the police officers who patrol Albany Park. What were they saying? about crime in the area? You know, I think what they were saying was that it's important that folks reach out to the 17 police district. Um, If you notice graffiti that you think might be gang-related, take a picture of it and email it to the local CAPS office. Um, Provide them with information, even if it doesn't lead to anything at that moment in time. That may be uh, the missing piece of the puzzle that they need to solve a crime at a later point in time. 
Um, so that, that was one of the main things that the police officers reiterated at the community safety walk was to email them, to call them, um, and to provide them with, with information of incidents of crime that, that are occurring in the neighborhood. A lot of progressives are calling for the police to be defunded or even abolished and, and for their budget to go toward mental health funding or education or food or housing. What is your view on this? Yeah, I think that people are very critical, rightfully so, of a racist policing system in the United States that has very negatively impacted many, many people's lives. Um, We've seen young people killed by the police. We've seen in Chicago individuals tortured by the police, locked up wrongfully for decades because of crooked uh, cops. We need to change the system fundamentally. And... um, You know, that change is going to take a very long time in Chicago. We fought for many years uh, to pass a civilian oversight ordinance uh, that is now in the process of being implemented. Um, So these reforms are going to take time. I think that we need to continue to struggle and organize um, to make sure that our communities have the safety that we need. And I think that the main thrust of the defund movement was that policing is not the end-all and be-all of safety in our communities. Um, There's decades of research that shows that when you invest in schools, when you invest in healthcare, when you invest in homeless services, mental health services, that those are the things that actually have more of an impact uh, in improving community safety. Yeah, well, you say, you know, policing is not the end-all, be-all, and and, um, you mentioned us needing to sort of change the system fundamentally. So what would that look like? What role do you think that police should play then in public safety? Yeah, well, I think that, look, there are some serious crimes that happen. But by and large, police are not responding to violent crimes when they're getting calls from 911. There are a lot of instances when individuals are in mental health crisis or when it's a societal issue that the police are not well equipped to handle. Um, They're just not provided the tools, the training, or the orientation necessary to deal with someone who is in the throes of drug addiction um, or to deal with someone who's in a mental health crisis. Um, And so I I think that that's why a lot of people have been pushing, including myself, um, to implement a program called Treatment Not Trauma in the city of Chicago, where uh, when someone is in a mental health crisis, uh, and it's a nonviolent episode, that instead of dispatching police, we dispatch Uh, clinical workers who are going to really be equipped to be able to deal with uh, that type of crisis. Um, It's safer for everyone involved, and it allows the police to focus on the things that we actually really want them to focus on. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely difficult to send police, um, to respond to every single societal systemic issue that we have. Uh, And unfortunately, as we have defunded schools, as we have defunded mental health care, as we have defunded social services in the city of Chicago, and we continue to fund the police at an ever-increasing rate, Mm -hmm. we have then asked them to become everything for local government. And it's not working. Um, And I think that everyone is frustrated, Uh, the police officers and the community uh, that are seeing this system not working for them. We recently spoke with Tamara Manassa, who leads Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killings in Englewood. She told us that anti-violence work like walking with neighbors and gardening or eating together, that that should be a daily thing. Any plans to do this again or other events like that? Absolutely. Uh, We're planning to do another community safety walk in Irving Park in response to um, some recent incidents in the Irving Park portion of the 35th Ward. Um, 
we're going to keep doing this throughout the entire summer. Um, but, um, you know, that individual is absolutely correct. Uh, we need to be out in the streets. Um, we need to be meeting each other. We need to be activating spaces. There's a wealth of research that shows um, that these types of gatherings, these types of events can have a really profound positive impact uh, towards making a community safer. I want to shift gears just a bit uh... This morning, 6th Ward Alderman Roderick Sawyer announced that he's running for mayor. He's now at least the sixth candidate and second city council member to enter that race. So I wonder how you feel about this growing field of candidates. You know, I will say that up through now, I I did not feel like there was a solid progressive candidate. Uh, I think that, you know, Rod Sawyer, uh, as chair of the Health and Human Relations Committee uh, and as a longtime member of the Progressive Caucus, um, has uh, shown that he is willing to govern in a way that advances um, progressive values. And I certainly am excited to see him enter the race. I, I think that, you know, the race is going to continue to see additional candidates uh, enter uh, and, and make their announcement in the near future. So um, I think it's going to be shaping up to be a very competitive uh, and interesting uh, mayoral race. So you think the Progressive Caucus needs a mayoral candidate? Well, I, don't, I'm, I can't speak for the Progressive Caucus. Um, Maybe you or someone you know. But but I do think that um, that the field was lacking for progressive candidates. And I, I think that, you know, Rod Sawyer uh, can help coalesce uh, progressive voters if he if he does the job that he needs to do as, as a candidate. Um, I definitely think that there's an opportunity for a progressive to uh, enter the race uh, and to uh, coalesce uh the progressive majority that is the city of Chicago. We're a progressive city, despite what you may see people yelling on Twitter or in the headlines. um, When I go out and knock doors, whether that be in Logan Square or Portage Park or Irving Park, um, I think that we have a progressive majority in the city of Chicago. And I think up through now, um, we haven't had a candidate that's really speaking uh, to that uh, majority of the city. To that end, do you know who you'll endorse? That I don't know. It's too early. Way too early. (laughs) Carlos Ramirez Rosa is the alderman of Chicago's 35th Ward. Thank you so much, alderman. Thanks for having me on.